Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Envy. I'm your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder, and today we are talking all about podcasting for TV fans. Well, TV and movies, specific shows and genres. It's all things fan casting. Before we jump into TV and movies, though, I have something for you a gift, a Halloween gift. This month, October 2018, over on my LinkedIn, I am sharing podcasting tips, practices, and fun all around a Halloween theme, and I'm kicking it off with a tarot card spread for your podcast content marketing plan. That's a mouthful. This is a nod to the nostalgic defining moment of my childhood when I won, or at least placed, in a costume contest at the public library for my gypsy fortune teller look. No, tarot cards are not fortune telling, but I didn't know any better when I was nine. So if you want to get the spread either to DIY with your very own tarot or oracle deck, or you want me to do a complimentary three card pull for you and reading for your show, click on over to thecreativeimposter.com forward slash podcast tarot. Drop your email there for me and you'll get instructions and a super brief questionnaire in case you want me to pull cards for you. That's thecreativeimposter.com forward slash podcast tarot, and tarot is T-A-R-O-T. Of course, linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app and over at bit.ly forward slash pod envy 031 for episode 31. That's bit.ly bit.ly forward slash pod nv031. So anyway, this episode is inspired by my conversation in episode 30 with Troy Heinrichs of The Blacklist Exposed and other shows with Golden Spiral Media on how a TV fan cast can make a social impact. If you haven't already listened to that interview with Troy right after you finish this one. So Full confession, fancasts are not a genre of podcast I typically listen to, so after talking with Troy, I got curious about what makes a good show, and particularly the community-building aspects, because I think all of us podcasters and aspiring podcasters can learn a lot from these TV fancast producers. To help me out, I enlisted the expertise of an esteemed panel of four show creators. Shannon Enton of Stinger TV and Movie Podcast, Ozark's Dirty Laundry, and the Supreme American Horror Story Podcast. Theo Burbank of Freaky Franchise, Ginger Wiseman of The Outlander Podcast and The All Souls Podcast, and Matt Marr of TV Tea Time, a Riverdale fan cast. Y'all know if you listen to my other show, The Creative Imposter, I love Matt. He was featured on episode 72 of The Creative Imposter, talking all about vulnerability, being an artist, and his other podcast, The Dear Maddie Show. Do you notice a theme here? Fancasters like to make podcasts and often have multiple shows. It's incredible. All right, let's take a moment right now to get to know our featured podcasters and their shows. Okay, this recording is for Andrea. Hello, sugar. My name is Matt Marr. I'm host of The Dear Maddie Show. It's an advice podcast. And also am the host of TV Tea Time. It's a Riverdale recap of the very sordid, scandalous Riverdale show on The CW. I started The Dear Maddie Show about four years ago. Uh, and I started it honestly because I really had a bad kind of 
friends slash business partner breakup. And I just wanted to do something that I felt like was for me and something that I could connect with people and entertain them and hopefully hopefully make their lives better. Uh, my friend and I started the Riverdale podcast because there was a lot of hot guys with their shirts off. So there's that. Hi, I'm Shannon Enton, and I'm the co-host of Stinger TV and Movie Podcast, along with my co-host, Phaedra. We have a couple other podcasts. We also do Ozark's Dirty Laundry, which is a podcast specific to the Netflix series Ozark, and another one called the Supreme American Horror Story Podcast, which is about American Horror Story, the TV show. Our Stinger TV and Movie Podcast is generally about TV and movies, what to watch, what we're watching, and then we dive into one topic for each episode. We started August 1st, 2016, and our why is because we just love talking about TV. We're two fangirls. We love TV and movies, and we got together and said we should do a podcast. That's really basically about it. Um, It was a way for us to share our passions and kind of hopefully find our tribe. That's what we were going for. My name is Theo Burbank, and I host the show Freaky Franchise with my sister, Cordy. We watch horror movie franchises all the way through and talk about what makes them great, what makes them terrible, and all sorts of social issues within the genre. Throughout all of that, sometimes which can be sort of heavy material, we also try to keep a light and comedic air to the show. We tell a lot of jokes. We tell stories about our life, uh, and we just have a sort of, you know, sisterly rapport that is very joking and lighthearted. We started Freaky Franchise a bit over a year ago. We had been talking about doing a podcast together for a while. We're both performers. We felt like a podcast would be a really cool creative outlet and it would be a great thing that we could do together. For about a year, that idea was sort of something we talked about pretty casually. We threw around various ideas of things we could do, but none of them really felt quite right. And when we hit on the idea of doing the horror movie franchises, we both felt like that was exactly what we wanted to do. And it really gave us the momentum to turn it into something tangible. Then there's Ginger, who has been traveling to various festivals and events and didn't have a chance to record audio for this episode, but sent me her responses via email. A voice artist, linguist, and animal lover, Ginger Wiseman became a podcast producer in 2013 when it was announced that a favorite book series was being adapted for television. The Outlander series by, I'm totally going to mispronounce this, Diana Gabaldon, first published in 1991, has been a part of Ginger's life since 1999, and she fell in love with podcasts in 2008. She'd always thought about one day having her own show. Thus, the Outlander podcast was born. In 2014, her sister Summer introduced her to the All Souls trilogy by Deborah Harkness. And when that was announced that it was being optioned for a television show, she suggested starting another podcast for that. The All Souls podcast began in early 2015, and Ginger's reasons for being involved in both shows were similar to contribute in a unique way to the fandom and build community with other fans. What I personally think is super interesting about this genre of podcasts is the whole idea of a fandom, or as defined on the interwebs, a subculture composed of fans characterized by a feeling of empathy and camaraderie with others who share a common interest. So I would venture to say that it is hard to have a fan cast without a fandom, So I wondered about how these podcasters were tapping into existing fandoms and or building their own communities around their shows. Here's Theo from Freaky Franchise. 
building up a community is definitely something that was important to us right from the start of our show, and that's really where the focus has always been for me. Right now, I would say that our community is still pretty small, but the people who are involved in it are great, and they're really involved, really fun to talk to. One of the things that I've actually started doing is trying to get more involved locally, in person. I happen to be from Salem, Mass., so the subject matter of our show really fits in very well with a lot of the attractions and businesses downtown and various local events. We have a horror movie festival coming up, and we have various spooky-themed stores and tours, and there's a great little gin distillery in Salem who I'm hoping to do some partnership with, things like that. And, you know, growing up here was really important to me and really shaped me as a person. This is where I've lived my whole life. So it seems sort of natural to work on those ties and build up the community within this physical local community as well as further out, which is also really important to me and something I would love to do to spread the message. So I'm working on more of the, you know, feet hitting the pavement, I guess. That's not really a thing you talk about a lot in podcasts. It's just been a slow burn. And we almost, as soon as we started the podcast, we did start a Facebook group. Now, you know, there's a lot of different groups of people out there. You know, we, I think Phaedra and I, because we're a little bit older, we're moms, we kind of feel like Facebook is our place where we're going to find a lot of the like-minded people that are going to like the shows that we like and want to hear what we have to say and share their passion for specific TV shows and movies. So we kind of felt like that was our place as opposed to maybe Reddit where it's a younger crowd. You know, we do Instagram, we have uh, Twitter, obviously, but really our Facebook group, not just our page, but our Facebook group that we have linked to our page has definitely helped us to build our community. You know, we have a lot of people in there talking about TV shows. People will just jump in. It's not always us starting the conversation. So that gives us an indication of, you know, interest at least. People will come in and post, hey, I just watched this. Is anybody watching it? So we can get an idea from our audience what they might like to hear us talk about, which is great. I think community is everything with your show, your mission. To me, I feel like a lot of podcasters start out and they do their podcast. They have maybe like 10 episodes and then they start a Patreon page. And to me, that's so off-putting because you're immediately telling your listeners that I want your money. Whereas me and what I've done with Dear Maddie and TVT Time, that's not the case at all. It really is we want to entertain. What we want to give to them is something of value that you can't put a price upon. It's the value of it makes their day better. It informs them. It makes them laugh. Then I feel like once you build that connection with your audience and your community, then you can start maybe doing a Patreon account. Then you can start doing a live show. I think people run too fast, too soon when it comes to that. And it just makes you look thirsty. Podcast, money, thirsty. We don't want that. One of the things that's worked with building community is I, we've done, what is it, Survey Monkey? We'll do different surveys. Some of them are silly. Some of them, you know, we're starting a new podcast. My friend Jake and I, we do TVT time together. And we're doing a podcast called The Laugh Track, which is a nostalgic look at sitcoms that raised us. And But we didn't know the name of the show. So we did a survey and our fans really got into that. And we got a really good feedback. And actually, the name of the show came from a, a listener suggestion. And it wasn't even something we thought about. So that worked really successfully. One of the things we learned, and this was from attending podcast movement in July, we talked to some other fan casters, you know, TV and movie podcasters who 
suggested that we need to really focus in and niche down on our podcast. Because like I said, our original podcast, Stinger TV and Movie Podcast, is very general. We put it out every two weeks. We talk about what we're watching. And we have kind of like a little deep dive into one topic, which might be a TV show or it might be a broad topic like horror movies, which is what we just did. So we got some advice from people saying that you need to really focus on one show and do like an episode by episode. So we took that advice to heart and we started a second podcast for the Netflix series Ozark. And we just buckled down. We took like four days and did nothing but watch episodes, podcast, watch an episode, podcast. And honestly, it was exhausting, but it was fantastic. And we've had a lot of success. We have almost as many downloads for that podcast in just a month as we've had in a whole year with our general TV and movie podcast. So that is our success story so far. So for me, the success story, my biggest success story so far, I think is just that You know, some of my good friends now are some of my podcast listeners that we've met through social media. Some of them, I'm planning trips to go see them. And it's not like I'm going to go see my fans. It's now I'm just going to go see my friends because these people have become my friends. Ginger says community is very important, whether it's anonymous listeners, the ears, the people in our private Facebook community, friends we've made around the world, or any of the social media platforms, our listeners, and further, the Outlander fan community engage with us and keep it fresh, fun, and worthwhile. One of our favorite ways to build and encourage community is the conversation that happens in our Facebook community. We create events within the group where people can chat spoilers, books we haven't covered on our show yet, and chat with others. We have live video after shows within the group after the premiere of new episodes because precisely then is when people are chomping at the bit to discuss what they've seen, good or bad. We do mini meetups when we travel if possible, and we've organized international tours with other fans and listeners. In the off seasons, when there are reruns of the show, we create a post in the group and call it hashtag podwatch. This is for the community to tune in and comment in one post live as they watch the episode. It's a wonderful way to continue the conversation and it's quite exciting to watch because many times we miss things in our first or fourth viewing. Podcast angel time. Remember that free podcast tarot spread I'm offering over at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash podcast tarot? Well, that is made possible by the fine folks at ConvertKit, my favorite email platform for connecting with you and sending you goodies and coming soon podcasting tips direct to your inbox. If you are podcasting and you don't have an email list or a cool opt-in freebie for people who just joined your email list, or you have one but you never use it, though you really want to, consider ConvertKit. You'll get a free trial in the beginning, and then when you decide you love it so much you're ready to pay for the ease of staying connected with your people and growing your own fandom around your show, then I will get a commission as a thank you. You can link from the show notes or just go to thecreativeimposter.com forward slash ConvertKit to start your trial. Okay. It sounds like so much fun to get together with a friend and discuss a show that you love or sometimes even a show that you love to hate and connect with your fandom. So is fan casting a business or a hobby? Can it be both? Can you make money from doing this? And in any case, how do you measure? I mean, how do you really know whether your show is a success? Matt says, Right now for me, I consider producing my show is 
you know, it's kind of a cross between a business and a, it's not a hobby anymore, but it's not a business yet because I'm not, I'm not making money or generating income from it yet. Well, that's not true, actually, because we're starting to partner with an app for the TVT Time podcast. So we will get paid, not for the podcast, but may, but doing something on an app that is promoting our podcast, if that makes sense. But I definitely, honestly, um, I think for the first year, saw it as a hobby and just kind of nurturing a love. And then it grew and became more of a business. That said, though, I'm still not making my living from the show by any means i'm not i can't even pay for i can barely pay for a dr pepper but it's i think of it as a business and for me success is connection am i connecting with other people am i when i get the you know the retweets that oh i listened to the show it was so great or friends that listen to the show text me and say wow that i love that conversation those kind of things that to me is the success of it and at the end of the day I am an artist and I'm doing this to be an artist as well. So that's how I measure my success because that's what gives back to me the most is that feeling. Well, we definitely would like it to be a business. Uh, At first it was a hobby. We always thought that it would turn into a business. And right now we're not monetizing or generating any income. So, you know, it's been a slow burn, which everyone says podcasting is. It takes a while to build an audience and we've learned lots of lessons along the way. And I feel like after a year and a couple months that we have changed a few things and tweaked our format and gotten into niche podcasts. And hopefully that is soon going to be able to generate income for us. So we're looking into merchandise at some point and hopefully getting sponsors for our podcasts. I know everyone says not to look at your downloads, but you know, as I've said, this is our passion. We do enjoy doing it and we're not likely to give it up if we don't get many downloads. I mean, we haven't been getting a lot of downloads for, you know, the first like nine months or so. It was very slow. And like I said, we've recently tweaked some things and it's been uh, ramping up as far as our audience. But I think that's one of the only ways Um, Well, one of the main ways to measure success is to find people that are listening to you. You know, I mean, if people are listening and giving you feedback, then that's an indication that your topic is resonating with other people. So, you know, that's really our measure of success. And we also have done some community things hoping to find people find our tribe, and we've gotten some good feedback from that community. So that also helps us measure our success. At the moment, the show is definitely a hobby. We're not ruling out the idea that it could turn into a business, but starting it was much more about something that would be fun for us to do together and, you know, hopefully something that would be fun for other people to listen to. So that's definitely the angle where we're coming from. And I think, you know, if it eventually turned into something that we could make money off of, that would be really, really cool. But we definitely want it to still have the feeling of being a hobby, no matter what happens. It's it's not going to be our primary source of income. Of course, I think that everyone tends to measure success by downloads. Um, It's obviously really exciting whenever you see those numbers go up. But I also feel really successful whenever I get positive feedback from a listener. 
talking to someone and hearing that they listen to our show, that they, you know, subscribe and wait to get that download, that they're really excited about it and that they, they want to have this discussion about this thing that I love doing so much and I'm so passionate about and really excited to talk about and we can have that back and forth. All of that really feels like a success, even if it's with, you know, one person every once in a while that I hear from. That's what we want to do with the show. We want to get people who are really engaged and really excited and just having a good time because that's what we're doing when we record it. And Ginger has created her own category of, quote, hobby job, unquote. She says that in the beginning, producing their shows was a hobby. And technically, it still is. But as Outlander continues to grow in popularity, so, by extension, does the fandom. It reaches more people who are looking for more ways to connect with other fans. And as their reach has grown, they've taken on sponsors. And with that comes firmer deadlines and more responsibility. Self-admittedly, they were never that firm on their goals for their show, including what success looked like to them. When asked, they'd say that they would love to have more than a few listeners. Like not just their parents, and maybe attend some fan events or a premiere, or maybe just maybe be able to recoup the costs of producing the show. With those criteria, they have been very successful. They still don't have firm goals, though, because their show is predominantly about two creative works, Outlander and the All Souls trilogy. And at some point, the books of these particular series will end, and the television series will end. They hope to be a part of that journey as long as it lasts and to continue to build community around the world with fans who love the books and shows like they do. And that, albeit vague, is their goal. I also wondered about when you fall short of these goals. If there was anything specific that our fan casters have tried that had flopped, or if there had been specific challenges along the way. Here's Shannon. Well, I can't really think of anything that's totally flopped. I think our biggest challenge creating the show is time. You know, we haven't had a lot of problems with um, our audio quality. I think we we did a lot of research up front and we got good equipment and good editing and, you know, really taught ourselves how to do all that. So we've heard feedback that our show sounds great. And I think the two of us, Phaedra and I, we have a good banter going on. We've had that feedback from a lot of people, but it's just a matter of time for Phaedra and I right now. And also finding people that want to listen to our podcast. You know, I think that's <laughs> that's probably everybody's challenge, you know, getting the audience for your podcast because Phaedra and I were both bloggers and we mistakenly thought that, oh, well, we've got, you know, pretty big social media followings. This will be easy. Well, you know, well, we didn't think it would be easy, but we thought that our blog following would translate to podcast listeners and that is just absolutely not the case. So that is uh, another word of advice. If you think that your social media following is going to automatically listen to your podcast, you know, podcast listeners are a unique breed. They're not blog readers. They're, they're just different. So you have to find the podcast listeners. You can't just assume that your whole social media audience is going to go listen to your podcast. Things that have flopped, I, you know, I'm honestly, I'm just kind of on the, the beginning of outreaching with audience. So uh, I don't, the, the only things I feel like that flopped were um, guests that I had on my show that were obviously trying to promote something. Like I once had two brothers and they made underwear, which was cool. I like that they designed underwear for men, but it, and a friend of a friend referred me, but it was such a horrible interview. 
And I had to air it because I promised them I would. And so the thing I learned from that is I always hold the last right of refusal of airing a podcast. And I tell that to people. I don't care if they're mad at me or not. It's more I care about my audience and I want to make sure I put out a quality product for them. I think the biggest challenge in creating this show is you have to be so specific, but it doesn't have to be perfect, but really specific about who you want to reach, who you want to talk to. It's that whole thing that a lot of people have heard about, but maybe some of you haven't, where your listener in mind, you know her name, you know her age, you know what she likes, you know what kind of TV she binges on, you know what kind of things she gets mad about and posts on Facebook. Like, these are the things you know your audience so well. But at the end of the day, I feel like as a creator, it's this balance. You're creating things for them, but at the same time, you, you are creating this for you. And don't take yourself out of the equation and what you love to do and what moves you and you're passionate about. Because at the end of the day, I feel like that's what brought your listener to your show was what you were passionate about. Ginger also couldn't come up with a specific flop, but she said if anything has, quote, It's likely due to our own lack of consistency or follow through. We have definitely experienced the challenge of the second fandom podcast community. It's a blessing to have people engage and want to chat about their favorite series. And it's difficult knowing that because of their schedules and deadlines and responsibilities for the more established podcast, the second show usually has to take a back seat. They do what they can with their personal schedules and just have to let the rest go. Which brings me to advice for someone wanting to launch their own fan podcast. But before we do that, let's find out how to connect with each of our expert fan cast panelists today. Of course, links to all of their shows and social media will be in the show notes for this episode in your app description and at bit.ly forward slash pod envy 031 for episode 31. And whew, there are a lot of links for this episode. I need to hire a VA stat. Okay, Ginger Wiseman's podcasts are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Outlander Pod and all Souls Pod, respectively. Her favorite platform is Twitter. She says, quote, It's been called the Wild West, but it's truly a great place to find and support other shows, plug into the fan community, engage with the author if your show is based on books, and the cast and crew of the show if your show is based on TV and film. End quote. Freaky Franchise with Theo is up next. So the two best places to do that are our Facebook page, Freaky Franchise on Facebook. We post a lot of updates, post, you know, pictures of ourselves, get to talk with people in the community. We'll do little polls and questionnaires so people can get a scream out on our show, which is what we call like a shout out, but it's a horror movie. So it's a scream out. And then also our Tumblr, which I know is maybe not the most common social media platform, but we've been really enjoying it. It's ffpodcast.tumblr.com. And we post a lot of horror movie content. We reblog from other people. We make original content. We, you know, you can ask us anything there, interact with us. We've really, really enjoyed that and actually gotten some of our most involved listeners through that Tumblr. For me, probably our best social media, Twitter really has worked great for our show. Uh, I'm just trying to start to dive into Reddit. I know that's not more of a social media platform, but if you can get into a Reddit community that also loves your show, that's huge. And that can really grow your show. I'm just, I've heard that from other friends that have had success in that. So I'm just trying to navigate and do that myself. But Reddit's a whole, you just can't jump in there and start posting your stuff. You really need to get involved with that community and care about that community as well. So 
that's a whole other aspect. But for us, Twitter works well. Instagram, obviously, we get comments and stuff on that. I think um, I do know a little Photoshop, so I can, you know, take pictures from Riverdale, preferably. Usually it's something kind of sorted. And then put superimpose a picture of myself or my co-host Jake in there, making a funny face. And fam seems to like stuff like that. So I think it is being creative. Just don't take a screen grab of the show and retweet it. It's If you're going to do Instagram, it's so visual. You've got to have that. I think that's why Twitter works so well for us is that we use we, we like to use, use language more than we use pictures. So Twitter's really kind of our crux of social media. Matt Marr's Twitter and Instagram for all things TV Tea Time, The Dear Maddie Show, and spoiler alert, Sabrina the Teenage Witch coming soon, is The Matt Marr, two T's, two R's. Their graphic images really are hilarious, for the record. Unfortunately, Shannon has one hub for all three of their shows, Stinger TV and Movie Podcast, Ozark's Dirty Laundry, and the Supreme American Horror Story Podcast. You can find everything over at stingeruniverse.com. Well, definitely stingeruniverse.com is our main website. In addition to the three podcasts, we've also got news and blog posts and other information. And uh, we do 60-second movie reviews on YouTube. So the blog is definitely the best way to um, follow us, I guess. And our Facebook group, it's a TV and movie discussion with Stinger. That's where I mentioned we have a lot of people just talking about what they're watching on TV, which is what we're passionate about. Ready to start your own fan podcast? Want some advice? Well, we're going to give it to you. My best advice to someone starting out is not to do a podcast because you want to do a podcast, but to do it because you want to do this specific podcast, whatever that idea is. I think this is probably true of all podcasts, but especially true for fan casts because, you know, if you are just looking at, you know, maybe like, here's a popular show that doesn't really have a podcast about it yet. If it's not something you're into, it's not going to feel genuine. And I think being genuine is what really makes a successful fan cast. I'll do a quick plug for one of my absolute favorites, which is the Babysitter's Club Club. Totally different vibe. It's two men in their 30s reading the Babysitter's Club books, which in and of itself, like the idea of, you know, adult men do this thing that's meant for girls. So it's funny. Haha. Like that doesn't really appeal to me. But one of them actually read all of the books as a kid and they are both totally invested in the series. They are taking it very seriously, like hilariously seriously. And how genuine they are is what makes it an absolute standout podcast. I also think that with a fan cast, it's really important to look at what's already out there because there are a lot of fan casts out there and you don't need, you know, probably five different podcasts about the same TV show because... It's just going to be so hard for people to find you that way if there's already a bunch of other podcasts out there and you're just starting out. So I think what really works is finding a subject that you care about, that there isn't a ton of stuff out there on, or if there is finding a niche, finding something that's a little different. That was what we did with horror movies. There are definitely a lot of horror movies out there, but then doing the franchise all the way through movie by movie was something that was different. We didn't see anywhere. And then it's also kind of nice because you're not feeling like you are in competition with the other people in your genre. 
The biggest advice I have is to definitely get specific. Okay, pick a show, pick one specific thing that you want to talk about. Podcasting is, it's very specific. Uh, People want to listen to something that is near and dear to their heart, that they're passionate about. You want people who are going to really love a show and they want you to research it and they want to talk about all the theories and what happened and what you think this means. So you have to get very specific for that type of thing. The best advice I have for someone launching their own fan podcast is Jake and I love Riverdale. We're not the typical type of fans where we're all into Archie comics. No, we like the hot guys. We like the girls' makeup. We love kind of the soap opera dramatic. We love to talk about what we love about the show and we love to shade the show. When we are not happy with the show, we are not happy and we're not there to just promote the show and say, yay, it's wonderful. That's what we love about the show. We think that's what we like our fans is that when we say, oh my gosh, I can't believe the Black Hood is back again. This makes me want to shoot myself in the foot. Our fans are like, yes, and retweeting, yes, I'm with you. So I feel like um, some people I know, I've done some other uh, podcast show where they just kind of want to raise the show up and talk about how great the show is but that to me is not a fan i you know i love a lot of things and there's i love it because when it's great it's so great but i've also i've been that true fan that i've watched it when it's crappy and so when it is good it makes it so much better because i've been through the highs and lows so i think that's important is to be honest with your reaction to your fan podcast and last but not least we have a complete fan podcast launch tutorial from ginger She recommends to take a look at a few things, in no particular order. One, look at the fanscape. What exists already for that show? Is it already saturated with podcasts? If so, consider another fandom. This is not to dissuade you from doing it, but there is a lot going for being the first in a new space. You are what people will find first. It doesn't mean you'll be the best. It doesn't guarantee you relationships or a great following. But being first in a space is definitely an advantage. Two, get your handle or username on all of the major platforms before you announce anything. You want to keep your branding as consistent as possible from the get-go. Three, consider what your schedule will be before you launch. If you want to be weekly, that's fine. But if you have a full-time job and a family, is that something you can really be consistent with? Consistency is more important than frequency. Four, consider cost. If you have loads of time, you might be able to be a one-man band or a one-woman band. If not, and you'll need to outsource things like editing or show notes, then be prepared to budget for these. Five, develop your ear. Listen to podcasts. Listen again. Listen to ones you like. Listen to ones you don't like. Listen to high-quality shows and not-so-great quality shows. You will discover what you actually like. Not just audio quality, but also segments, chemistry, host styles, etc. And then find your own way to incorporate these things in your show, if you think they'll work for you. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Masterpolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. 
Thanks so much for listening. And here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.